You know, I don't know if anything short of a monsoon and a hurricane could slow him down. There was nothing <laughs> that did not happen in this game. For a double negative. You can get caught in the sauce if you want to, but you'll end up being down three or four touchdowns really quick. The moonlight just hits different on a Friday night. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large device or small. And it is on to the semifinals. Quarterfinals had its own share of chaos. We'll go over that in just a little bit. My brackets can prove that chaos does in fact exist. John here, Hannah there, and... This one's a fun one. It is. We have two coaches that have punched their ticket to the semifinals. We caught up with Creekside head coach Maurice Dixon. The Seminoles took down a fellow one seed in Warner Robins, which is no easy feat. But the score would say otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we'll also go south and catch up with Camden County head coach Jeff Heron. The Wildcats did what many thought was impossible. (laughs) Beat the number one team in the state in a top 10 nationally ranked team in Mill Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to catch up with these coaches. What are your thoughts, John? Well, well, you look at the, well, I guess first off, we should go back to Football Fridays and you trying to sit there and, <laughs> and have a seat belt attached to my chair with everything going on in 7A. My dad even made a comment. He was like, you trying to keep John in his chair was hilarious. So we need to come up with some sort of to ho- a hook just a seat to keep belt. you in your, your chair. Just, just get a seatbelt or something. Because the Camden County Mill Creek game had John losing his mind. We were ringing the upset alerts. Absolutely we were. If you missed it, we were back in studio for the quarterfinal matchup. Colquitt County versus Milton at the Eagle's Nest. Mm-hmm. This game had it all. There was nothing <laughs> that did not happen in this game. For a double negative. Milton somehow pulled it out. 39-37, and truly they were completely equal talent level. It was anyone's game. Well, and think about what happened in 7A. The four ranked nationally, the four nationally ranked teams, mm-hmm. if I could speak English goodly today, the four nationally ranked teams in 7A are all gone. Wow. Gone. Carrollton loses to Walton. Walton puts up 56, and that's why we get to see them on Friday in a bit of a subtle tease. Camden shocks Mill Creek, who is eighth nationally in some polls. Wing T, Wing T. It's the Delaware Wing T yes, with Jeff is. Heron. Buford, nationally ranked. Three recruits in the top five nationally. They lose to Grayson 1914. Milton and Calcutt, we had on the air, and our entire broadcast went for four hours, and it was worth every single minute of the broadcast with Milton winning 39 37. Then hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Are, are you are you going through brackets here? I could. Or I've been le- told. I've been told. Or, or at least I could until uh, until five a. And I've then been we told to our by first producer Jeremy. Yeah. Ambassador Jeremy. Yes. To clock you. Okay. <laughs> so let's see how fast you can go through these brackets. All right. Count, okay. Count, ready. Count me down. Ready. John brackets in three, two, one, go. Well, we already did seven a. So six a. Uh, Douglas County. Power outage for the second week in a row. I can't believe it. Poor Douglas County. So, but Douglas County won 59 45. You first. know, their game was in the fourth quarter before ours even finished. Yes. So. 
They were they were they started later than we did before. Uh, they started An before nine later. o'clock, and they were still going, and we were done. Last second field goal. Woodward or last second uh, last minute touchdown. Woodward holds on. Last second interception. Woodward advances to take on Douglas County. Thomas County Central. Last second field goal to beat Rome. Nineteen sixteen. Maris put forty eight up on Roswell. That's six a five a. Our first guest, and I could stop here if you want because we could be leading into our first no, guest. No, okay. the clock is ticking. All right, John. fine. Jefferson won by twenty three. They traveled to Creekside and Creekside. One by 21. Right side of the bracket. Cartersville and Coffee. It's going to be amazing. Uh, both teams had shutouts against four seeds. Cartersville wins by 35. Coffee wins by 30. Quad A. Stockbridge and Benedictine. Benedictine and North Oconee. Battle of one versus two. Benedictine wins by 22. Stockbridge wins by 21 over Spalding. Stars Mill on a Hail Mary. 41 yards with no time on the clock. Wow. Beats Central Carroll. 35-29. They host Perry. We had Kevin Smith on the bus. They beat Stevenson by 14. Triple A. Calvary Day uh, doubles Wesleyan and Cedar Grove doubles Mary Persons. Calvary Day travels to Atlanta to take on Cedar Grove. Savannah Christian doubles Lumpkin County. Great season for the Indians. Savannah Christian travels to Carver, Columbus. They beat Monroe area. Double A. Fitzgerald and Callaway played each other in a championship game a couple of years ago. Fitzgerald won 17-14. They travel to Pierce. Pierce was up early on Fellowship, won by 32. Right-hand side of the bracket, great season by Toombs County. They lose in Rockmart, 45-21. Columbia loses to Cook. Great season for the Eagles out of DeKalb County, 23-20. Cook travels to Rockmart. Single A, PAC will host in Bogart. Bryan County, fantastic semifinal for the Redskins, getting there for the first time ever in school history, winning by eight. PAC put 41 on Irwin County, right-hand side of the bracket. Swainsboro wins at Elbert County by six. We had Scott Roberts Sort of on the post game show, thanks to the technology <laughs> driving home, and then Brooks County Love beat to Rabin see Brooks County in it by twenty six. So Absolutely, Brooks beat uh, Rabin thirty nine thirteen. All three teams that made it to the round of eight out of Region eight gone in in Class A D one D two Manchester over Clinch. They score late to make it seventeen fourteen. Onside kick penalty. Onside kick retaken, recovered by Manchester. They go down and score with 80 seconds to go. Hold on, win 21-17. They'll host Telfair County. Telfair, yay! Who gets to the semis for the first time. First time ever. And they win over Macon County in McRae by uh, 24. Bowden and Sly on the right-hand side. Love this matchup. That's going to be huge. And that's your bracket. That is two minutes and 48 seconds. I will never get back. (laughs) Did Everyone listening. That's it. That is is great. That is is time that you will never toss to our first guest. Ever be able to get back for the rest of your life. I am apologize, everybody. Okay. The first guest we are having on today is Creekside Seminoles head coach Maurice Dixon. This is a good interview. Let's listen in. Hey, Coach Dixon, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. We have to start with your quarterfinal win over Warner Robins, 35-14. to 14. That's a pretty handed win over another fellow one seed. Tell me about the game and what made the difference. I mean, first of all, you know, Warner Robins got a really great program, the tradition of the school. Um, it was a great environment Friday night. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Um, in the preseason in January when we first kicked this thing off, working out in the mornings, um, one of the biggest key, um, one of our main motivation goals was to get back and get an opportunity to, you know, get past the third round. Not necessarily one of Robbins, but 
you know, for the last year, that third round kind of been a stickler trying to get to the state finals. Um, and and then have have to play it against one of the Robins was even great because, you know, that first year we played them, they kind of tore us up. Last year we kind of felt like we let them off the hook. And so this year to get an opportunity and then kind of go in there and finish the drill or not make as many mistakes, um, it was a great it was a great feeling. And I know at the same time about experiences and you wanting to have Creekside exposed on a national scale, the game on Labor Day where where you, you travel all the way out to take on one of the, the powers nationally. I think it was when you and I talked in the preseason, you were thinking of taking 55 kids out there to, to take on Modern Day. How different is this team from that game to the game against Warner Robins? What have you learned in that gap time ever since? Well, you know, we kind of live in this world where, um, you know, if you're a hot thing, everybody kind of gets behind you and get the pad on your back. Um, so it was a it was a great way to come back down to reality. Just to you know, just to say, um, Modern Day is a great team, great program. Um, but we just learned that we have to make sure that we're on our P's and Q's, and when we have an opportunity to make plays, we made those plays. Well, you punched your ticket to the semis for the second time in three years, and. There's no easy game coming up at all. Another one seed in Jefferson. What do you know about them? Um, you know, they're kind of like Creekside on their their blue collar football team. Um, they're built on hard work and toughness. Um, they're very well coached. Um, they're very good in the uh, in the trenches on both sides of the ball, offensive line, defensive line. They box plays very well. Um, and of course, they got Sammy Brown. Um, but he's just one of the one of the many great players that they have on their football team that we got to prepare for on Friday. I was going to ask, you know, when everyone's eyes are drawn to someone like Sammy Brown, and you know that they have all of these different weapons, it's not being able to to lock in on that one guy and focus on the larger picture. How difficult a task is that as a, as a coaching staff to sit there and say, yeah, we know that he's a stud, but they've got all these other folks. How do you get them to focus on the bigger picture? Um, you know, just watching film, um, you know, you can go in there trying to stop Sam if you want to. And they got another good running back. They got two good receivers. Um, and like I told you on defense, they fly around and, and they're very, very physical. Um, so you can get caught in the south if you want to, but you'll end up kind of, you know, being down three or four touchdowns really quick. What has been your message to the team this year? I know you mentioned wanting to get past the third round. Has there been another special message that you've had this year to motivate your team to get this far? Um, it's about not being selfish. Um, you know, we live in a world where Instagram and likes and followers um, go up any anything that can spectacular play. Um, we've asked our guys to, to let all that go and commit to being a part of Creekside. And as, as Creekside grows and as Creekside goes, the more successful they'll be in the end, in the end on the return. What's it been like for you to to build this program the way that you have to, to where you're this success story down there? You know, the South Side's got something to say and Creekside's a part of it. What's it been like for you to build the program to where it is right now? Well, you know, for me, it's a labor of love because, you know, I, I graduated from Creekside and I'm, and I live in Palmetto, which is part of the South Florida community. Um, and it's just like we always say, you know, people say we got great athletes and we do. Um, but I think the coaching is just on par or above anybody else in the state. When you look at the consistent success, success of the programs like we have and Langston and Westlake, um, you just have to, you know, you have to respect the South Side. This is be honest with you. You are hosting Jefferson. Describe what a game is like at home for you guys. 
Um, this will be the first semifinal game in at home in Creekside's history. Um, two years ago, we played Warner Roberts in the semis, and we had to move that game because of capacity issues to Banneker. So it kind of felt like a road game, but it really wasn't a road game. So I'll tell everybody, there's, there's no better place to play in Fairburn, Georgia on Friday nights at the Swamp. Um, it's going to be a packed house. I hope the community comes out and supports us. Um, I know Jefferson's going to come in and support their team. Um, you know, it just that, 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 that moonlight hit different on a Friday night in Fairburn. All right. One of the things that we like to do here, Coach, on Football Fridays is the make that kid an offer part of the discussion where, yes, we, you know, we've talked about Sammy Brown. And, you know, you have some tremendous linemen that are top 100 here in the state of Georgia when it comes to 24-7 sports and getting all the three stars and four stars. Is there anybody on your roster that's a senior, say, maybe even a junior, that is the personification of make that kid an offer that for whatever reason they're too whatever, too small, too whatever in quotation marks, they're not getting the number of looks that you think they should get or they're not getting the looks you think they should get? Is there anybody on your roster that fits that make that kid an offer mentality? I got I got three guys for you. I got three guys that I probably could name more. Um, <laughs> but the first one that I'll give you is, is Shane Kelly. Um, Shane Kelly is probably the best receiver in 5A. Um, he just eclipsed a thousand yards last Friday. Um, he had six catches for 160 yards, three touchdowns against Warner Robbins, and he's consistently put that forward the whole season. Um, the next guy is Vincent Berry, our quarterback. I want to say Vincent has 38 passing touchdowns with only four interceptions, over 2,200 yards passing. Um, and he, last he was All State, um, so just to to see how he doesn't have the offense is kind of understand. Um, and then the last kid is Carter Hicks. Um, Carter Hicks is a senior force. Um, and I believe the last time we talked about this, I mentioned his name. Mm -hmm. But he broke his phone in the first game of the season against Corky Kale on the first play. The first play was a pick, though. It was an interception, though, Hannah. So, what a way to <laughs> so that's out. okay. So that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but he returned for the second round game against Dalton, um, and he was a very, very key player for us being successful guarding those one of Robert's receivers last Friday. Um, I believe those three guys are being under-recruited. Um, let's get them some offers. Oh, I'm so glad that we can get them some exposure. Thank you so much, Coach Dixon, for the time, for taking some time out of your lunch duty, right, <laughs> to, to call in, or your class. First your day back from class. Your class. So thank you so much for the time and for um, putting up with us. We cannot wait to see what happens on Friday. Hey, thank you, Tri Pride. One coach down, one to go, and we kind of get a preview of our game on Football Fridays and a look back at one of the stunners from last week. Time to go to Kingsland and catch up with Camden County head coach Jeff Heron. Hey, Coach Heron, I know you are so busy today getting ready for the semifinals, so thank you so much for the time. No problem. Glad to do it. Uh, it's part of the job. <laughs> and way more fun than practice, I know. <laughs> okay, so you took down, I don't even know where to start. You took down 16-point favorite and defending 7A state championship Mill Creek, 39-20. to John and I were just talking. You guys are kind of tucked away down there in South Georgia, and you have to hit the road time after time after time. And beating Mill Creek, you, you guys are, are here to play and to show up. How does that feel? Well, it certainly was an exciting night. Uh, you know, we, we've had some big victories, you know, some big games here in the past, but uh, 
Uh, that one was that, that will stand out as one of the biggest, I guess. And uh, you know, again, very excited. Uh, glad we're still playing. The kids played great last week, but uh, you know that's over with, and yep. <laughs> we're trying to get our feet back on the ground and get ready for uh, for Walton. So let me ask you this, and I will readily admit that I'm a fan of assignment football. I, I love the veer. I love wing tee. I love where folks have to think their way down the field, and defenses have to respond to that. What attracted you to that offense in the first place, and how difficult is it to have student athletes grasp what you want to have with a wing tee offense? Well, it does take some time. Uh, that's one of the issues with it, you know, and this is our third year now uh, of this go around, and our kids have started, you know, finally gotten comfortable to the point that uh, we can make more adjustments and things like that. But, you know, I was attracted to it because uh, Jimmy Dorsey hired me and he had gone to the wing tee. And, you know, I had uh, one of my good friends uh, had an uncle that was a successful coach in Tennessee. And he told me one time that he was a wishbone guy, but he said, if I wasn't a wishbone guy, I would run the wing tee. I really didn't know what he was talking about. But uh, I was fortunate that Jimmy had just put it in and we started going to the University of Delaware and the thing that jumped out at me, it wasn't just plays. It wasn't just something, okay, let's do this. Let's see if this will work. It, it was a system. It, it was a system that had answers. No matter what the defense did, the, the guys from Delaware always had an answer. And uh, I was fortunate that uh, Jimmy and the guys of Delaware shared all that over the years. And, you know, we've been doing it a long time. And, uh, you know, honestly, I can't say that there's ever been a game that we didn't have the answers. Uh, we might have not have found them during the game. We might have had to wait till we looked at film or something like that, you know. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's a it's a great system offense. It's not just a bunch of plays. There is a rhyme or reason to it, and uh, the way my brain works, I think that made sense to me. This will be your sixth major game on the road. Three hundred and thirty-five miles last week. Three hundred. 33 miles this Friday. Have you adopted some sort of rhythm, some sort of tradition, some sort of bus <laughs> ritual, coach? How do the, what do these road you trips know, I look like? In, uh, I come in on, you know, Saturday, uh, you know, when it's turning daylight or Sunday after the Newton game and I, I dump my suitcase out and my wife washes my clothes and everything. And then we just stick them right back in the suitcase and I set it back in the corner and, you know, so it has gotten easier. Uh, we, we've learned the way. We know where to stop and the rest areas and all that kind of stuff. But uh, honestly, I, I hate to say it, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it every year. But I think this year it's kind of been a blessing to us. Uh, we, we've kind of adopted the mode. We don't have to go to Atlanta. We get to go to Atlanta. Oh, and nice. our kids like they like being on the road. They like eating uh, real good food and staying at nice hotels and riding <laughs> charter buses, you know. And, yeah. and I think that's helped brought our team closer together this year. For those that don't know and have never seen a game at Gilman, never been a part of Region 17A or 6A, you know, when you were there in that classification, how would you break down what football means to Camden County and to the Kingsland area? Well, yeah, I certainly can't speak for everybody, but uh, and, and certainly we have some some uh, people that you know don't love it here, like every community does. But you know, John, you've been here, you know what it's like on a Friday night, and you know it's it's 
it's more than just a game. You know, it, it's a, it's an event. It's an occasion. It's it's what everybody lives to do on Friday nights. And I just absolutely love being a part of a community that that feels that way. And uh, you know, our fans literally. Uh, uh, we had more people at the game against McEachern and Newton County than they had. Mm-hmm. And it, we, it was close probably against Mill Creek. Now, it's going to be tough against Walton. They've always done a good job supporting their school as well, you know. So, you know, our, our fans are great. They love football. And, you know, if you're a football coach and you, and you love coaching, you, you want to be able to coach at a place that really loves it. And I'm very fortunate in that regard. The Wildcat fans are just going to have to boot those ra- Raiders out of the seats. That parking lot's going to get full in a hurry. Well, my last question for you, Coach, is what have you seen out of Walton? What is it going to take to beat them? What What are you going to be studying on your way up 333 miles? Well, I, I've seen enough to know that, uh, you know, they've got a great football team. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, you all probably watched it too, you know, but when, when the Corky Kell Classic occurred, I, I watched watched them play and watched them play Grayson. And and me, like everybody else in the state, I think at that time said, you know, this, this is the team this year. This is the team to beat. And uh, they look great that night, and they have not slowed down. I mean, they're averaging over 50 points a game. Uh, the quarterback is unbelievably good. I, I you know, and and I, this is not just coach talk. Is I mean, the kid is he's so impressive, and I think he's the best player in the state of Georgia, bar none. Wow. And uh, you know, I, nobody has slowed him down. Nobody has stopped him. Uh, you know, I'm hoping it rains like crazy, and it's <laughs> I think it really, is. really, really. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I've noticed that, John. But yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if anything short of a monsoon and a hurricane could slow him down. And and they've got other weapons. Uh, you know, very well coached, very disciplined team. And this is a – it's one of those classes for them. You know, they've had those kids that they've had them a long time. And then I think they've had, you know, some guys that moved in that have helped them as well. And, you know, that's what happens in, in, in metro Atlanta. And uh, they're, they're kind of the – the top dog right now, in my opinion. So Wildcat Nation is doing the rain dance. Oh well, yeah, I, was, I was looking. I was looking at with our friends from the Weather Channel this morning yeah. as you and I are talking, and I saw a lot of green hanging out Ooh. around the state of Georgia in various shades, depending on which model you were looking at. Yeah. So it, it might be a slightly wet and cold environment in, in Raider Valley. All right. Well, Jeff, as always, it's great to catch up with you, my friend, and looking forward to having you on our air on Friday night. And it's going to be a great semifinal. Fantastic work that you guys have always done down there in Kingsland. Great to catch up with you here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. And just be safe traveling up here, and we'll catch up with you this week. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, look forward to seeing you. As always, it's great to catch up with Jeff Heron, one of the great coaches here in Georgia high school football. And I'm gonna it's gonna be interesting, Hannah, to see how many of the hard hats, you know, the guys that are the big fans of Camden County that wear the construction hats, the yeah. construction helmets. I want to see how many of them make the trek. And uh, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one with, with these two teams because once again, it's contrast to styles. It's del- it's wing T, ten feet of time versus spread. Mm-hmm. And so it, that contrast to styles, and I want to see how Walton crams for this exam. That, that's going to be the interesting part for me. This is one of the toughest exams you can ever have, going up against an offense that is entirely different than what you face. How does Walton study, and do they pass the test? And on the road again. 
skin for Camden County. Yeah. Walton is going to pack out the house. 58 cents We've a mile. We've done a game there this season. It was fall break when we did a game, I believe. Mm-hmm. But normally Walton is packed. Mm-hmm. So that will play a huge factor as well. It's going to be chilly. Mm-hmm. So we will see it what happens. might be rainy too. So uh, Wiley is going to have to take uh, Good thing we'll be in reindeer. studio. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, Wiley Ballard will be on the sidelines filling in for Nikki this week. And so I cannot wait for this matchup. I, I really don't even know what's going to happen at this point. Because I, I just, uh, now we know but, who Camden County really is. Yeah, well, I, just be, but because they're so hidden, they're mm-hmm. down there. Basically, it's Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's know. like the last exit before you get to the Florida State line. And they're like... We're here. Uh-huh. We're here to beat everyone. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I don't even have a prediction if you were to ask nope. me. Nope. Especially after last week. Don't do it. <laughs> don't even get close to that Don't one. do it. Uh, a quick update for you. Flag football playoffs begin next week. The first and second rounds will be on Tuesday, November 5th. Quarterfinals and semifinals will be on Thursday, November 7th. We will be streaming those in some capacity. Follow us on social media at GBB Sports for all updates with flag football. Yeah, and uh, we're oh, next two uh, podcast episodes are the All Stars. Okay. With the preview of the games at Mercedes Benz and the post view of the games at Mercedes Benz. So our final two episodes of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast in football sense and game sense are going to be All Stars. So it was great to catch up with all the coaches and thanks to all the schools and all the coaches that have been able to to let us talk to their to their prospects and their yeah. student athletes and all the coaches that have been hanging out with us all season long. So it's been a it's been a fun ride. But next two weeks are the All Stars getting you ready for the championships and taking a look back for the championships just in time for National Signing Day. So there you go. Um, all Jake, right. did you want to thank the viewers and, and you know thank the fans? Well, but he, Jake also has to give his semifinal wisdom. I just figured he'd want to you know thank thank the people of the podcast. True. I want to check check. I want to thank everybody involved with the podcast. All the players, uh, everybody behind the glass, uh, me, Jake, the snake. Yes. Thank yourself, exactly. <laughs> me, me, I'd like to thank me. I'd like to thank me. Yes, me, I'd like to thank me. But you know, well, it's uh, it's. I just wanted to say real quick, it's it's easy to get lost in the sauce. I think sometimes we can all relate to that. But the moonlight just hits different on a Friday night. That kind of insight you cannot get any place else. That needs to be the caption of the park. It is. Absolutely. It, it probably is from now on. That's going to be on T-shirts. Um, you yeah. have some you, ha, you have some stuff. Oh, what kind of stuff? You have some stuff. Um, now, from earlier in the show, we were talking about brackets. Yes. And one of the teams that you really were happy that made it to yes. the semifinals. Telfair <gasps> County. Okay, if you're watching it, if you're not watching it on the video version, it is a gray snapback, mm-hmm. black, gray front, black mm-hmm. snapback. Yes. And it has the Telfair Trojans, what would we call that? Powder it, blue. Inter- yes, powder o- blue. Oldness powder blue yes. logo on the front. Right. Okay, that's stop number one. That's number one. So number two, there you go. fit over my headphones. Well, you got it. So number two. <clears throat> okay. Oh, oh, this is a nice shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Powder blue, mm-hmm. Trojans, Pride. Mm-hmm. Yep. T-shirt. There you go. And Thank you, John. As you, you always know my size, extra large. Yes. <laughs> and to match the Thank sweater you, that you're wearing. <laughs> okay. Courtesy of the friends oh, who are responsible this is, for this is an early Christmas. the uh the gifts. Fat boy. 
Those are the folks that created what you have. Is this an extra large as well? Of course it is. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it says Fat Boys. Yeah, Fat, fat boys, boys Camo. Fat Boys Camo were the creators of the T-shirts. To please. Yes. Custom tees to please, caps and koozies. Well, let's give them a shout out. Yes, so Fat so, Boys Camo. Yes, in McRae. They make T-shirts. They were the ones that made your T-shirt. You can call them at 229-868-5565 in Helena, Georgia. Yep. If you would like the a twin custom cities of McRae and Helena. And then at the bottom it says, hug a fat boy today. There you go. So uh, our friends at Fat Boys Camo were the ones that are adding to Hannah's wardrobe. But yeah, you know, once they know again, me so well. Telfair County. <clears throat> you now get to add Telfair County to your stacks. Very awesome. Just wash it, in, a, wash it in hot. This is a good hat. And uh, so you get to add to your stacks. So uh, I think that's that'll, a show. That'll probably go down to my knees. Wash it in okay. hot. Wash it in hot once. I mean, that's a very large, extra large, though. It's got to be the the style. Probably is the cool. style. Thank you, John. Yes. Uh, you know, on that note, yeah, I think that's a, I think I that's think, a podcast. I think it's a show. And uh, like I said, we'll be back after this week to have the All-Stars on to break yep. everything down for the uh, the finals. So from behind the glass, it is Jake the Snake with his perennial wisdom. It is Ambassador Jeremy. It is King James. It is Governor Reagan. It's Commander Sandy. Everybody who's been there all season long. Two more episodes having to do with football. It's the All-Stars. And so that's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Once again, thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, across all of our social media platforms. Semifinals coming up on a Friday night. And for us, it is Walton in Camden County. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your games. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.